Welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast, beginning now. Welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm here with Matthew. Yep. How you doing, brother? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Been a good weekend. Can't complain. Or- one week closer to Thanksgiving, another holiday. Yeah, this is a good time, man. This is a good time. Um, I work three days this week, um, and then I get the long weekend, the four days off. The family, of course, school teachers and students, they get um, they go. I, I think Tuesday is their last day, so they get five. Um, but uh, just the best feeling. You're getting closer to Christmas. You're, you're finally getting that Christmas swing. Where if you like us and you have your Christmas stuff up already, um, you are in the Christmas swing. But uh, but anyways, can't get two best holidays. Um, you know, in, in my opinion. But um, awesome time. But uh, nonetheless, man, we've got a good episode for you guys tonight. We've got a great topic that's been on the back burner for a couple weeks that uh, we're excited to get to tonight. And um, but before that, we had some homework. Yep, yep. So we'd, uh, well, uh, I guess influenced by the recent album, decided uh, to listen to um, Duff McKagan mm-hmm. or um, go over his history or his birth name, Michael Andrew McKagan from Seattle, Washington. Um, he is 59 years old. Mm-hmm. Can't say he looks that way. He looks pretty young uh, for his age, I would say. Looks great for his age. Yeah, which as a rock star, I guess it kind of, you know. Like, like, like. I guess the, it helps. The thing for the rock stars is like, and he's a perfect example of this. Like, he's, um, if, if it's just a picture of his face, he looks ridiculous. Because, like, <laughs> you get to, like, you start pushing 60 and above. Uh, and you still have like the, the long, like frizzy blonde or the, you know, the, the rock star haircut. Yeah. Um, kudos because obviously those are the coolest guys in the world, but, uh, there's, there's just a thing about it that, uh, it looks funny. They always, they, they get to a transitional period. I don't know what that age is, but there's a transitional period for rock stars where they start to look like someone's aunt. Um, and, uh, of course Duff is there, but Duff is what six, four. He's a great, you know, great looking dude. So, yeah. um, you know, he can, he can pull it off. Um, yeah, and I think he's, I mean, out of all the members of Guns, I mean, other than uh, Slash, he kind of looks better than the rest. I mean, sure. I say, like, Slash because he, I guess, I think he's kind of mastering the hat. The hat and Accessories, the yeah. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, it's almost like it's, it's like one of those Halloween hats where you take it off, like the wig comes off. Mm-hmm. Like, can't say that's the same thing. So I don't think it's a Paul Stanley situation. Sure. But uh, uh, anyway, so again, Duff McKagan. So again, like I mentioned, from Seattle, Washington. Um, as far as his uh, kind of kind of his life or his career, um, he was in a punk band because, like I said, uh, I guess yeah, Seattle was uh, was is still, I guess, a punk uh, punk uh, breeding ground. Uh, but anyway, so he was. Um, he, he played in some punk bands before he joined, before he moved to LA and joined, uh, you know, Guns. I think he joined Guns. Um, well, let me say he actually met Slash and and uh, Steven Adler before he joined joined Guns, and uh, of course he joined the he joined uh, the group in uh, March of 1985, mm-hmm. and obviously kind of the rest is rest is history from there. I think after he was in you know Guns for, I mean up until they all I guess split up I guess whenever that was. Um, 
97 um, or 94 or something like that. I know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. After, I guess when they, when they all, I guess all left and uh, I think he started, I think he started a group called loaded. That's still active. I guess, you know, that's part of his group. Um, he was in velvet revolver in, in the early two thousands, obviously, but that was still a thing. Um, he also joined uh, small, uh, I guess, well, joined or played with with uh, Jane's Addiction for a little bit, and the, that group, Hollywood Vampires, the super group, I guess, when we call it that. Um, probably more um, more interesting. Um, he's written ser- uh, weekly columns for uh, Playboy.com and ESPN. I know he's a big sports fan, obviously mm. Seattle sports fan. Sure. Um, he also created a wealth management firm called meridian rock and i guess it's still active so yeah you know very interesting guy yeah um so so uh, i'll jump into it um the new album he's got out is called lighthouse and um there's a song on there that uh that let me see what was it i had it my notes where's my notes at uh it's a it's a song called um i just don't know and it's got uh jerry cantrell in it which uh, i am a huge uh allison chains fan and uh jerry cantrell um he's the freaking man um he, another one who looks like uh someone's aunt but um but that i i thought it was good i i didn't so i didn't really i've not really listened to a whole lot of duff's uh solo stuff as i told you off air the other day but I, i'll say this like uh, this one by far the newest one to me personally is is the best one that he, the best uh solo stuff he's done mm-hmm. i guess he had an album a couple years ago a few years back called tenderness or something yeah tenderness there it is um and um but uh but i like lighthouse the best uh it's what well, what did you think like i guess when i not listened ever listened to duff mckagan solo stuff i'm kind of expecting um I guess I'm I'm kind of expecting like a, a branch off of Guns N' Roses, and it wasn't that at all. Uh, if anything, yeah. there's more. It's more punky. Uh, a lot of the stuff I listen to, which mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot of punk roots. But uh, what say you? Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely more punky. Um, you know, I uh, you know can't say I was the of course the biggest fan. I said it was obviously evolved. You know, very interesting, and I think like it's interesting to to hear these. I guess these guys are part of a bigger group trying sure. to do their, do, do their solo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, like I said, it's always very interesting. Cause even like, you know, from him where, you know, arguably obviously I mean, Axel's Axel and probably slash are kind of the figureheads of, um, guns and roses. Mm-hmm. I mean, but even if you'd look at something like, uh, I don't know, like Brian May or Roger Taylor, when they did their own solo stuff, um, of course, uh, not the figurehead of Queen, but you know, um, nowadays they are. But yeah, back in the day they weren't. Um, it's always interesting, isn't interesting to see and hear kind of are they going to do like a Guns N' Roses like tribute thing, almost like a you know kind of like a wannabe kind of mm-hmm. thing, or is it going to be like like a Queen, like, yeah, you know Queen uh, spinoff? Um, but like I said definitely more punky, kind of definitely different from uh, Guns. Which I know, I think Guns. Um, I know they probably all all have wrote songs, but I think Axel's kind of at least modern day kind mm. of took over the mantle as kind of being a songwriter, chief yeah. songwriter. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I can't say I was, like I said, I enjoyed it the most, you know, may not actually revisit, but uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, good enough. I mean, it, you know, I guess it's style wise, like definitely more punks, definitely rock still, but you know, um, like I said, if you're interested in that sort of stuff, definitely check him out. Like I said, I, is definitely not from lack of talent. He sounds great. You know, he's, you know, he's a good singer. I mean, if you listen to Guns stuff or seen him live, you know, he definitely uh, helps Axel out a lot vocally. Well, I, I want to say something, and uh, maybe I hope we don't lose any listeners here. I uh, don't get Iggy Pop. <laughs> I just don't Iggy, get it. Oh, Iggy Pop, yeah, artist. Yeah, Iggy's uh, on this new uh, album of Duff's. Like, um, I, I don't get it, man. Like, I, I don't, uh, I, I so. Um, and if I turn anybody away, I'm sorry. I don't get Catch Iggy Pop. Iggy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Iggy. And yes. I don't. I Catch didn't get Frank Zappa. Like, uh, like people like that. Um, and the way I here's the way. And well, uh, yeah, I guess you can call it catching strays. But let me say this as a compliment. <laughs> I consider it above me. Like it's like I just don't get it because I, my brain's not on that level. That's the way I look at it. When somebody tells me, "Oh, I love uh, you know Frank Zappa," then I'm like, "Okay, this person gets some shit that I don't get." Um, um, well, I can't say I've ever really listened to either one. I know, like, I know Iggy Pop, I know one of his songs is, is really big as far as like, I don't know, Lust for Life is the one that's like, there's one of those that was like a uh, commercial thing, like a commercial song. Mm-hmm. I want to say Lust for Life because that's the one I'm kind of playing in my head. Um, like I said, I mean, it's definitely a taste. Like, I think that. Like, like, kind of like a like uh, we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, punk. I'm definitely more in the pop punk realm, yeah, or like alternative, where it's like not as fast, but still a little different, like the Cure or some of those '80s groups, sure, um, Depeche Mode. But that's not punk at all, but just like you know, alternative right. sounding. But that '70s '80s punk, not you know, I guess haven't delved into it enough to even like get in a not even tried to acquire it. Yeah. It's like someone smoking pot for the first time. You just, you know, you just cough all the time. You don't, you just don't like it. You know, it's kind of like a thing where you listen to like black flag or main Iggy pop or, you know, the misfits, anything like that is just right. Not, uh, um, kind of, I said, you have to probably listen to it over time. Yeah, no, I get it. I get, again, I, I guess, uh, or I don't get it, but I guess it's just one of the, well, I'll give you another example and I won't go too far down this path. This is probably good for another episode, but I'll say like, uh, uh, uh grateful dead fans. Like, uh, you know, I don't get that either. Like it's not. And, um, and well, they're going to catch ricochet here, but I'm just going to say it. It's not about the music. Like it, it can't be because they're not even that talented. Uh, you know, like that's just a fact. Uh, and, and you can go fact check me. You can go back and look at it. They're not, it, to me, it's more, it's just a, it's a group. It's like a, a family thing. It's just like, a, you know, and that's cool. I, I get that part, but um, I mean, it's just like insane clown posse. Like it's just, a, it's just like fellowship, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, obviously people like it, but uh, you know, I don't know. I'll go down that rabbit hole another episode. I promise. Uh, but yeah, uh, Duff, um, he's a he's a punk dude. Um, he's the man. Uh, uh, you know, funny thing about him is he's a, a apparently like a, a world class athlete. Uh, 
like or no, I shouldn't say that. He was like an all he was like the all not that. He was like the all American boy, I guess, in high school. Like mm-hmm. he should have been an athlete. He was like six four, like he was chiseled, like he was just, you know, and, and, and the looker. Uh usually that's not uh designated for the, the damn uh, rock star uh high school kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Yeah, like uh, just kind of like you're reading about him. It's not like he had like a pretty straight like uh, childhood. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think, you know, like or of course I can't speak for what it was like on the East Coast during the '70s and '80s, but like I can only imagine on the West Coast it was a different. It's like a different thing, like a different life, like a yeah. like a different experience. So I, you know, and you know, kind of like. Um, I don't know, kind of how, um, kind of like everybody moved to move to the West, like in the early 1900s mm-hmm. and like, or you know, everybody moved over there to be rich and famous. Sure. So I, I, I think it just breeds a little bit more, maybe not creativity, but it's just a different, yes. uh, mindset or maybe a different pursuit of like that sort yeah. of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, how like, you know, Seattle's big on the punk stuff, like, yeah, like the, the 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 uh what I'm trying to say, the yeah, breeding ground mean. for punk, yeah. uh, punk music. Like it's just a culture, grunge, that, that yeah, area. Like, yeah, like yeah, from the California on up, and uh, so that's um, he's definitely gonna eat like a West Coast kid, I guess, from that kind of a that uh, a point of view. But to put it in perspective really fast, I want to say this. Um, uh, it is crazy when you think sometimes like that guy. I don't is he sixty yet or is he fifty nine? Well, I guess 59 okay. is what it says. Think about uh, that. Uh, if uh, he's been doing this for uh, 75 years and he's only 50, you know what I'm saying? Like that, mm-hmm. it, it feels like those guys have been around for uh, no less than 50 years uh, and he's only 59. Of course, I know he's not, but you know what I'm saying? Um, he's been doing it a very long time. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's just, uh, uh, but I, it's fun when people have something like that. I always get my hopes up sometimes with stuff like this, but it is a side project for a reason. You know what I mean? So, um, but like, I, I guess for me, um, I, I won't revisit any of this stuff. Uh, but uh, if Duff McKagan puts out another album, I you bet your ass I'll be right there ready to listen again, you know? So I'm that big a fan of Guns N' Roses. So I, you know, I respect them that much that I would, you know, yeah, at least give it a sure. another go. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely um, definitely agree. Okay, well, I'm there too, uh, Matthew. You had a great idea for uh, an episode, and we kind of shifted gears and we uh, we did some Grammy stuff, and that's been a big episode. I do want to say thank you for all the listens. Um, that has officially cracked our top ten most uh, listened to episodes of all time. Uh, so you might hate us after that, or you might love us. Who knows? Maybe you agree with us, um, uh, but. No, I, I feel like if you're listening, most of you probably do uh, see a lot of our see out eye with us musically a lot. But anyways, uh, you had a great episode idea. Uh, I'll let you take it away. Uh, so yes, yeah, so this been a few weeks in the making. We've kind of uh, this is you know, sometimes with when we have topics or me, I guess talking for myself. Um, I um, I kind of just yeah jot down like topics or things like we can like almost like use on a rainy day because uh, I think, couple, well, I know last week it was the Grammys because that was announced. And I want to the week before it was I think album releases. So this is one that's like I said, has been on the back burner for a little bit. And I guess the influence. So again, it's the best 
songs or maybe our favorites our favorite songs written for movies mm-hmm. um and the inspiration um is the i guess for those that don't know um the song iris by the goo goo dolls is a song written for i will look up the movie um i it was a small time movie mm-hmm. it was like it was it was a well, I guess it was meant to be a big time movie because it had like I think Alanis Morissette wrote a song for the movie too. I'll have to look this up real fast. But uh, but um, these two songs were written for this movie, and the movie didn't do that well. But this softly, but these two songs, sure. well, at least the Irish for the Goo Goo Dolls is humongous. So sure. it's like they're they're well, definitely their biggest song ever. Right. Um, so um that's the inspiration um as far as like i said so again songs written for movies because it's always interesting and I, I obviously i don't write music or you know nothing good anyway they make it like i know when you write music for yourself it's probably a way different thought process sure. than writing for someone else's vision or someone else's story mm-hmm. um but still trying to relate to it somehow right um so again, um, all very interesting. Uh, at least is what I find interesting, anyway. So, uh, so again, um, yeah. So that was the that was the idea for the uh, for this podcast. And I want to say that I did. I followed the task, and I went off the task because uh, my brain kind of went to also uh, songs that I remember for move from movies, like like big parts of mo- like you know what I'm saying, like uh, songs that were on soundtracks. Uh, so I kept it on soundtracks. But some of mine are not for uh, written for movies. But I do have some that are. But anyways, it's going to be a fun topic. Going to be a fun episode. Uh, Matthew, give me something, brother. All right. So, again, I kind of I start, I started with uh, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. I said one of the probably the song that still gets played today. Um, but the other, uh, probably another one that is almost anonymous with the movie it's made, made for because the movie is one of the biggest of all time. Um, I'm about to go with My Heart Will Go On nice. by Celine Dion for the movie Titanic. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. That is a freaking really good one. And that, to me, that uh, that put her... Uh, I don't know a whole lot about her. Like, I know she's obviously huge, but like, I'd never heard of her until that. And then like, she went from me never hearing of her to like, she's a household name uh, based off that song, that movie. Um, um, yeah, I think she was bigger in Canada. Yeah. Um, before that. And it just kind of obviously her career is never the same. Okay. Well, uh, nice. All right. I'm going to give you one. Uh, this is one of my first ones that, um, and I did my research on this one. So I'm, I, this is a, this is a true one. Um, first one for me, uh, top gun, uh, highway to the danger zone, Kenny Loggins. Yes. Uh, Synonymous with that movie. You yeah, know what I'm saying? definitely. Um, well, I, yeah, I would say, even though I guess for me, I've never seen Top Gun, but so I probably heard that song first. Yeah. Um, probably by itself. But again, you know, after you know, you just kind of obviously know it's very much a, uh, you know, Top Gun song. Still, obviously, a great song. I think, you know, Kenny Loggins is one of those artists from the 80s that. Right. He's definitely like stamped in time as far as, okay, this is the, this is like, if you're making a playlist or something for like, okay, I'm going to play, make a playlist for top eighties artists or songs. He's in there definitely. Cause he's it's synonymous with that era. Of yeah. Music. Um, so again, that's a, you know, another great, you know, the good one. Um, 
so this is definitely a personal favorite bob so i know it's a pretty big song so i'm not the only one um you'll be in my heart by phil oh, collins from okay. the movie tarzan the animated movie tarzan um he wrote he wrote the song for his daughter um lily collins singer the actress right um it's definitely one of the movies that of course growing up it came out in 1999 um like i said it's one of those movies that as a kid you know in the 90s you you just kind of have to watch it at least you watched every disney thing um in this song in particular or this whole album honestly soundtrack is really good this song was i said obviously the star of the show for me from that movie um you know i've always enjoyed it you know so again i can you know can't recommend it enough nice dude that's a really good one um okay you you you're setting the standard here um i'm gonna go one a little off base uh i bet you at home didn't you think you'd have this on your bingo card for this episode uh but i am going uh and and i like this song but i'm going for just how big it is and and i don't think a lot of people know this song i'm about to say was written for a movie uh, but nine to five by Dolly Parton was written for the eighties comedy with the same name, nine to five. Um, you know, that's one of her big hits, uh, at my daughter's, uh, alarm clock actually, um, on her uh, phone. But yes, that movie was actually written, uh, for some, for a uh, movie. Did you know that? Yeah. Cause I, upon, I, I honestly probably heard, saw the movie first. Okay. Honestly. So it was one of the, so I, I but yeah, I did know that. Nice. Uh, um, saw the movie cause it's, you know, about this, I guess it's, uh, woman, I guess, you know, working full time and trying yeah. to deal with that, which is a uh, modern day is not that much of a story, honestly, yeah. but back in the eighties, I guess or when it was, uh, you know, I guess a lot of women not working. Sure. This is one of those things that is, you know, it's still a good movie. Obviously you can still enjoy it. Um, obviously Dolly, you know, killed it with that song. Um, so again, um, so I guess for me, so this, I guess to preface this next pick, I tried to stay away from songs like, um, that were like sung by characters, like a, uh, that were sung like, uh, the little mermaid singing part of, a uh, part of your world. Yeah. Then I tried to try to stay, stay away from like a song in the movie, okay. a song for the movie. And I preface to preface that by saying this, um, choosing can you feel the love tonight by Elton john uh for the movie the lion king you know mm, he, he did the soundtrack for uh for that movie and so it's not sung by a character obviously just sung by Elton john the right. man so again it's a great song definitely one of those that um like i said it's i i, I guess with it's and we can probably get into the, this probably a little after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how some some of these songs you just know. Okay, this is from this movie. Yeah, no doubt. Of course. But like like I said, like I mentioned, the kind of the benchmark for this Irish. You don't know that's from a movie. Yeah, like, no, you, know, like, you just don't know. Well, that song was huge in my childhood, and I actually I never knew. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know it was on a movie until um, you told me. Yeah. So, but well, like I mentioned, you know, with the uh, Celine Dion or the Elton John song. Sure. You just obviously just know. Yeah. You just know it's from a movie. No doubt. Um, dude, I'm going to throw a few more at you that, uh, that you know, aren't like huge songs for me, but uh, but I just had to put them on this list because they are huge songs. Uh, my next one is a song that everybody loves. Um, you know, they might not like this version, but they love, and that is Paul McCartney's Live and Let Die, which is actually made for the James Bond film, Live and Let Die, the early Bond movies. Uh, great song. Um, and uh, yeah, man, did you know that one? Uh, well, I knew, th- well, I did know it was for a movie, um, 
but I think everybody born past 1990 sure only knows the Guns N' Roses version. Of course, I would say so. I I heard the Guns N' Roses version first, and um, I want to say I heard the the Paul McCartney version some other time after that. I guess yeah, but um, but but not not the same. I mean, I guess for me, not a um, I was going to say send all the hate mail hate mail to uh, Daniel with all you deadheads out there, but <laughs> bring uh, it on, baby. But uh, uh, the Guns N' Roses version is just better. Well, like, so send the hate mail to me for that one because I like again the Guns N' Roses "Live and Let Die." Like, Maybe because it's the first one I heard. It's just it is uh, no, and I, I agree with you. So I want to say this: I agree with you. Uh, obviously, it's my first as well. I was born in '85. Uh, it's my first as well. But I will say that if you go back, let's just say you've never heard the Paul McCartney and you just found that on this episode, go back and listen to it. And it's not it's not that different. You know what I'm saying? Like the guns is better yeah, and obviously it's, it's different, but it's not as different as you would assume it would be if you don't never heard it. Well, it's I guess what makes it like I guess what comparing the two songs, uh you know, the the guns right like like you mentioned, they are very similar. They sure. even have like similar, like orchestral right. like part underneath it. Um, it's just, it almost seems like the the Paul McCartney version is almost a little bit. How can I say this? But like, it sounds like it's I don't know. It just it sounds like fluffy almost. It sounds like yeah. it doesn't seem like I don't know. I, no, guess, I get it. It's dated to me. Yes, yeah, like. I guess hearing the guns, which is often more rock forward, right? In the Paul McCartney one, where it's, like I said, it's just a little bit lighter. It's not as, like I said, it's more almost bouncy, almost sounding. Alan right. Rose is not, 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 not the same. No, I get that, man. I, I I'm with you. Like I, I, I was, I guess I've, uh, I was kind of surprised that it's, uh, it's kind of that it has the similarities it does, and I can't put my finger on tell you the similarities. It's kind of like you mentioned. It's kind of like the orchestras in it, uh, like some of the the solo sounds uh but but yes uh if you heard both uh, i guarantee you if you're listening to this podcast your favorite is probably the guns and roses version but I, I would be remiss if i didn't throw that on this list so that's my next one um yes yeah, so again uh we both agree on that one um yeah, the guns and roses version is just better sure. sorry uh, sorry paul mccartney fans sorry paul there. if you want to come on the show and talk about it we'll be glad to have you um that includes fake paul too and uh, fake paul yeah, yes fake paul of course we'll um, leave you out all right, so um, so you did one Bond song. I'm going to go to probably a couple, but just going to start it off here. Um, I'm a big fan of the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't say I've seen a lot of the other ones. I've seen a couple of the 90s ones with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pierce, uh, Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan um, and Halle Berry, obviously. Can't forget that one. But, um, but uh, to go with the Daniel Craig song, not Daniel Craig song, Bond song. <laughs> that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, is Skyfall, which is by Adele for the movie Skyfall, again the James Bond movie. Um, I you know I think out of all the James Bond songs, was there's a few, and I said doesn't I'm not go off my list here, but uh, this is the probably the most classical one. This is the one like when I say classical meaning like it's gonna it's gonna stand the test of time. Yeah. Um, there is one that I like better, and like I said, I think we both will you know, mm-hmm. both agree on it. But, um, this is one that, like I said, a hundred years from now, this song is going to be just as modern sounding and just as special sounding as it is today. Um, like I said, Adele sings the shit out of this song. Mm. 
you know, she's obviously immensely talented uh, in her own right. Um, and I, I, th- I think the Bond uh, movies do a good job of getting artists that are like, um, a really it's uh, a big spot. Yeah, yeah. It's like a really, it's like you mentioned, like it is it's a really big, in. like a pedestal for an artist, and obviously she destroyed it. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I like that. Um, okay, I want to go a little off base here. Uh, out of my care, I guess out of my comfort zone, you kind of went there. I want to go one. This is a little bit newer too. Uh, this is one I could not get out of my head and I could not tell you why. Well, other than it's a great song, but it's just, again, it's just a different lane for me. Um, a star is born, uh, shallow lady Gaga, uh, freaking good song, man. Like, damn. And it's not even like my cup of tea. Like it should, this should be nothing that Daniel has, uh, on his playlist, like listening to. And it's just, other than it's just a good song. I mean, it really is. Mm. But uh, they, they killed it in that uh, movie with that song. And I haven't even seen the movie, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I have. But uh, I have heard that song a bunch, and uh, great song, man. Yeah, I think that's one excuse me, that you can – I think the farther we get away from the movie, you'll just kind of forget that's for a movie. Sure. I, I mean, I think – come uh, well, I can't say the, the Goo Goo Dolls one is one – it's going to be similar to that. Yeah. Because um, the movie was – you know, The Star is Born is a, you know, it's a pretty big movie. Um but still, like, I almost don't uh, put the, the song Shallow with the movie with A Star is Born. Right. Like you mentioned, I've never seen it either. Um, Art is a pretty decent movie. I'll probably have to get around to watching it yeah, eventually. Yeah, we have to do that. Um, it is a musical movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a good song, nevertheless. Lady Gaga sounds really good. Um, the other James Bond song, and I can do all, all four. All, Four out of the five movies, but I'm not going to. The other one I'm gonna shout out, shout out is um, again, it's the Chris Cornell um, song from. Uh, damn it, it's leaving me here. Uh, the Chris Cornell song from Casino Royale. You know my name. Um, nice. Again, so it's uh, what I love about this song because it is very much still a Chris Cornell song. He sounds great. I like that he actually performed this song live. Mm. Uh, like he. he when he, when he was solo, this is one of those he's performed live with a band, which is, you know, a lot of these artists don't play these songs unless sure. it's like a really big one. Right. And this is one that he obviously enjoyed writing and really enjoyed performing, so I do enjoy that. But again, this song, um, like I said, it's a great song. I cannot recommend it enough. I'm glad you hit me with the – I'm glad you hit me with the um... – Chris Cornell one. I actually, uh, I did not put that one on my list. I completely forgot about it. And as soon as you said it, uh, it lit up, lit up my eyes. That's a great one, man. That is, and it goes back to what you're saying about Adele, um, with, uh, with her spot in there, like uh, Cornell, I guess, uh, obviously massive, uh, uh, singer. Um, and it's, uh, you know, who better to call on when, um, you know, when you need a bond song. So, uh, that was a good one, man. I like that one. Uh, I've got a few more that are, uh, obviously for made four movies. And then I've got some that, you know, I'm gonna throw at you, but, uh, anyways, um, this is one and, and I'm kind of uh, a little bashful about this one because, um, a lot of fans of this band, uh, don't really care for this. Uh, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I love this song. Especially in time, in the due time when it when it came out, I love the song "Mission Impossible 2, Metallica." I disappear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm a fan of that song. I, I loved it when it came out. I thought it was really catchy, really good song. And um, you know, again, it was made for the movie "Mission Impossible 2. Uh, what do you think about it? Um, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, um, I, I do like that song. It's definitely. Yeah. I can't say I've seen any of those movies. 
Um, so def- definitely one of those things I approached it. I guess I know it from only sure. I guess that uh, you know right from that song. But uh, I, yeah, I definitely still enjoy the song though. Um, this is probably one of the more big, like out of all the songs we've mentioned, where like I'm, I think I talked about the last song I chose, where where the um, the song is synonymous with the movie. Mm-hmm. This song is would not be known if it wasn't for the movie. Okay. Uh, and that's Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds yes. for the movie Breakfast Club. Good deal. Um, like I said, I, out of all the songs we mentioned, that's one that is, is very much synonymous. Like yeah. You can't, you know, I mean, like, I don't think there's an actual video for that song. It's just like clips from the movie. Right. Like it's one of those songs like, or soundtrack songs or hits, whatever, where like I said, you just, I guess it can't be separated. Yeah. You, you know, like even on the radio, you, you still think about that movie. Of course. If you've seen that movie. Um, so again, it's a good song. Obviously, you know, one of those great 80s songs. I, I you know, I enjoy it. Um, so again, a simple mind. So yeah. Don't you forget about me. That's a, that's a perfect one, dude. That that's actually, um, so, and that song stands the test of time. We both love eighties, but a lot of eighties stuff does not stand the test of time. It kind of gets outdated. Uh, and especially a lot what they did with instruments then and the, the, I guess they first really started experimenting with computer stuff. And, um, mm. uh, but that song, it, it's, it's, uh, again, it's still the test of time. And yes, every time I hear it, uh, I think about being in that library on the breakfast club. So, yeah. uh, very good. I mean, I like that. Um, okay. This next one of mine, uh, another big, 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 this is one of the biggest songs, uh, off a movie, uh, like charting songs off a movie, um, that, uh, in my lifetime, um, and it was, uh, by Coolio and it was Dangerous Minds. It was Gangsta's Paradise, uh, a massive, uh, song that was, um, uh, huge across all genres. And, uh, but yes, very good song. Uh, I can see the video now as Coolio and Michelle Pfeiffer, very badass uh, video and, and a good movie as well. So, uh, but yes, Coolio gangsters paradise and God rest his soul. He's no longer with us, but yes. Yep. Uh, definitely in a similar vein to Iris by the Google dolls where, uh, I didn't know until I really? doing homework. I didn't know this for a movie. Yeah. I, it was a big deal. Then can't say I've I heard the movie. Just knew the song. I think the song probably out, you know, obviously out soared, I guess, did better than a movie. Um, so this next one is one that I enjoy. I know you don't, but uh, just from being friends with you, uh, Flash by Queen <laughs> for the movie, Flash Gordon. Mm. Um, I think Qu- it's funny with Queen, obviously, they're all-time greats. They're of Hall of Famers. They're the best of all time by us anyway. Uh, and they have a, they did the whole soundtrack for a movie, mm. which is like one of those weird, obviously, I mean, the movie, I can't say I've ever seen the movie. I right. just know the soundtrack. Sure. But, uh, no one's seen that. I mean, it's kind of weird how like, uh, you know, they, like out of everything they done, they also did a soundtrack for a movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like, like I mentioned, Ellen John did a uh, Lion King. Yeah. They did, I guess, I guess, uh, eighties, late seventies, eighties superhero movie. Right. Which is uh odd. But again, this song is it's definitely one of those songs where, you know, you know it's from a movie. Of course Obviously it says flash flash over and over again. Yeah. But uh probably had one of my favorite Freddie parts is after the uh after the flash uh Savior of the Universe, all that stuff, 
gets to the ballad part in the middle, where I guess the bridge, mm. and he has this really light and like in a almost floating sound with Freddie just soaring over top of it. Nice, I love it. Again, you know, that song is one of those Queen songs where you just kind of have to enjoy it, even though it is you know a little tongue in cheek, a little uh, funny sounding, I guess you know for them anyway. Nice, I like that one, man. That's a good one, very good one. Um, you can't go wrong with that one. All right. Um, and I, and I, and you're right. I, I'm not a fan of it, but of course I'm, you know, huge, huge queen fan. It's like my only thing I can say about queen that I've, you know, um, and everybody has those, but, uh, nonetheless, um, all right. My next one is, uh, a huge, another massive one. I think, uh, a lot of people, um, you know, re- will remember if they're of a certain age, a lot of people of a certain age will, will tie this in with the movie. And of course, uh, but everybody knows the song. Uh, and the song I'm referring to was uh, from Saturday Night Fever, and it's Bee Gees, Staying Alive. And uh, what was really neat about that is, so Bee Gees, uh, you know, young group, Australia, uh, I think, and uh, or, or, uh, they Australia, or anyways, young group um, and uh, three brothers, they come out, they make it big. Uh, I think the song was Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and then they just kind of, uh, they, were, they, they fizzled out quick. It was almost like a, a one-hit wonder type deal. Uh, not big, very long. And then uh, they just, they went to Miami and uh, the States and recorded. And uh, they just kind of changed things up. I guess uh, Barry took the lead on the singing. They started doing the disco. They they really... Uh, jumped on that uh, thing and and kind of uh, struck while the iron was hot, so to speak, and um, and probably were the best at it, to be honest with you, um, because uh, they killed it, and this movie really catapulted them up. And this is one of the most, I guess, uh, this is a song that I think uh, if you're going to, uh, if you've got to go somewhere in, another, in some part of the world and say, hey, you got to pick a song that they will at least have heard of or know or heard of, um, you better find one. This ain't, you're not going to go too far down the list before this song pops up. But again, that's Staying Alive, BGS. Um, similar to this next one, I'm going to choose where you know it's from a movie, but you can also like disassociate the two. Okay. Where like the song is is obviously big enough on its own to stand on its own, where you don't know it's from a movie. Right. But at the end of the day, like. Uh, if you know the movie, you know the song. They're obviously are very much tied together. Sure, you can't really get away from one from the from the other. Um, so, like I mentioned, this next one, like I said, similar to that, it's uh, Simon and Garfunkel's uh, Mrs. Robinson mm. from the movie The Graduate. Of course, um, like I said, like you know, it's um, definitely one of those movies. Well, I can't say I've seen the movie. Uh, kind of our showing our lack of knowledge on movies here on the pod. <laughs> This one I have, but yes. But uh, okay, so for me, I haven't seen it, but uh, I know the song. I very much enjoy the song. I said it's one of those songs that, um, like I said, if you even enjoy it without the movie, and certainly enjoy it without the context. But uh, obviously, it sounds great. I'm a fan of Simon and Garfunkel. I said they are, you know, obviously all time greats, and uh, I really enjoy them. Uh, You you know, really enjoy them, and you know. uh, Part of the movie is good. I'll check out the movie, movie myself. But uh, I also like when um, when uh, Wayne's World Two used it. They also <laughs> used it for mm. a driving scene, uh, which is you know 
I love those movies. But uh, again, Mrs. Robinson from uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Very nice, very nice. Um, okay, I got two more uh, that you know as far as uh, what the task said. Uh, first one uh, or the next one up for me is uh, off of Rocky Three, a group called Survivor, and the song is "Eye of the Tiger." Uh, and I think as big as this song is, it's a stadium song, it's a sports song. Um, it's uh, you know it's just a, a massive song over the years. I always hear this and I associate it with the movie Rocky. Um, and I think a lot of people do. Um, but, you know, I, but obviously it's one of those two that um, I'm sure there's a millions and millions of people who've never heard Rocky, but they've heard uh, I the Tiger. So, uh, but yes, that is my next one that was written specifically for the movie. Uh, yeah, that's obviously a, that's one that, um, like, yeah, it's very much tied to the movie. Uh, like, I, I, I do enjoy the song, but. Um, but it's almost like one of those songs where I just can't, you know, I don't want to listen to it without the movie. I guess in place, <laughs> like, I guess because it's, I, it's played out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely played out. I, I, you beat me to it there. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but again, the uh, the song is still good though. So no, again, definitely. that's uh, still, uh, you know, you don't take it away from it there. But um, so this is uh, so like like you mentioned, rounding out round rounding out our list. Um, Again, this is one that, you know, obviously is synonymous with the movie, but also just with his artists in general. This is their creme de la creme, as they say, or as Macho Man said, uh, this is the cream, uh, the rise to the top. Um, Purple Rain by Prince. Yeah. From the movie Purple Rain. Um, you know, can't say I've ever actually seen the movie, uh, bits and pieces, but um, definitely heard the song. I think most famously played it at the Super Bowl halftime. Um, like I said, it's one of those that, like uh, you know, this is his probably best song. Sure. I would say. I mean, can't say I'm a big Prince fan, but it's you know this song is synonymous with him, with just his style, the kind of you know his everything about him. Um, and again, this song is definitely one of those that um, stands the test of time. And like I said, you can still enjoy it without the movie's context, because like I said, I surely don't know the context of the movie. But again, it's definitely just one of those that you just kind of have to enjoy. Like yeah. uh, you, if, you, if you like anything about Prince, you you obviously like Purple Rain. Yeah, that's a good one, man. And I think the thing with Prince is even if you're not a huge Prince fan, um, and you're like me and Matthew, where you respect him, uh, he's just cool. And I don't take a, a rocket scientist to, fi- scientist to figure that out. Like you can be not into that style of music at all, and you just you just have a respect for Prince because everyone does. Um, my last one uh, for the subject matter uh, before I go into a few uh, honorable mentions and, you know, obviously just songs in movies um, is off of um, Armageddon. Uh, Aerosmith, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Great song. Uh, and uh, when I think of that song, and of course I'm of a certain age, when I think of that song, I think of uh, Armageddon. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my last one rounding out that part. How about you? Stay off. Um, yeah, so again, that's uh, obviously a great song. Uh, you know, definitely um, that movie and that song is just cheesy enough to like really work well together. Yeah, um, it's definitely one of those movies that I mean, um, I want to say Aerosmith did all of the did all the soundtrack for it, which is obviously cool. And there's a couple I want to shout out uh, as an honorable mention because I don't think they actually did any music like mm. they had. Um, uh, which I'll get to it. So sidetracked there. Um, so this is one that uh, I would say it's synonymous with the movie. If you know the movie, it's, this movie is like a, 
very um movie movie about to sh- shout out here is uh, a favorite for many and this song is you just kind of uh you know it from the movie but it's also on its own it's power of love by huey lewis and the oh, news yeah. for back to the future yep. this is a song that they played uh when michael j fox's band auditioned for i guess the P- battle of the bands or whatever it was in the movie um it's uh like i said it's a great song um i think huey lewis and the news is a group that's i mean could be forgotten to time like i said you know i think people just hear those songs in movies and thinking okay this is you know i know the song kind of like, kind of the stranger things effect i guess with mm-hmm. uh, could be with them either they weren't in the in the show i don't sure. think but still like um i can't say i know a whole lot of huey lewis in the news i just know that song obviously from that movie yeah that's a good one man i think i mean i think me and you might have been talking about this not long ago i can't remember but it was uh uh huey lewis and uh lewis and the news uh were uh massive for a handful of years there um mm-hmm. and of course this is in that time frame so i uh, can't go wrong with that matthew i've got uh about four that are uh, not made for movies but they're movies uh they're songs that i think of when i think of certain movies so the first one i've got is uh the movie La- last action hero and uh, you got a little Megadeth angry again on there. I thought that was cool. Very, very good, uh, I guess, time uh, for it. Um, uh, another is, uh, and, I, and I almost put this in there as made for movie. Obviously, it's not. But a song that a movie uh, catapulted. Uh, and that is Bohemian Rhapsody off Wayne's World. Uh, that song went charted in 1991 or 19, no, 1992, maybe, uh, because of uh, that movie. Um you know, whenever it was, it was in the early nineties, but that song charted because of that movie, uh, for the first time. Um, yep. and then obviously we know it now is one of the greatest songs ever written, but, um, but then, uh, two more, I've got, uh, another Megadeth go to hell is on Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And, uh, and then the last one's sentimental to me, uh, because I bought the soundtrack because this song was not on an album yet until greatest hits. And that's, um, or, or, or at the time at least, but uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers sold a squeeze, and that's off the movie Coneheads. Um, so, so kind of following you, where I, I don't think the song was written for the movie, okay. but it's synonymous if you've seen the movie. Sure. Um, Who Made Who by ACDC mm. um, for the movie Maximum Overdrive. Right. The um, obviously the shot right down the road from us. Yep, not too far, probably less than an hour. Uh, right beside my high school. De- definitely, if you know anything about Stephen King, this is his. Uh, let's say cocaine era. Um, and this is the only movie he's ever made where like, well, this is the only movie he made where like, he was like actually worked hand in hand with it. A, mm. lot, a lot of the time his books and work is kind of taken by someone else. Right. He actually made this movie and it's bat shit crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's about cars that come to life. Um, but again, ACDC did all the soundtrack for the movie. Um, if, you know, that's, one of the coolest things about it and being from this area in southeastern north carolina um you can pretty much go exactly where they are in the movie i mean there's a big scene in the very beginning where the a bridge comes and um a bridge comes to life too i want to say and takes these cars and uh you know it uh crunches them somehow um and like i said we drive over that bridge pretty much all the time and i think about it every time yeah (laughs) definitely definitely and the bridge looks the same hasn't changed yeah. Um, so again, this is a wild movie. So recommend the movie, but again, ACDC's, uh, you know, Max, uh, who, who, um, 
was it Who Me Too? Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot the song. But anyway, ACDC, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Check out the movie, the them, and the song. Um, Who thought they would listen tonight and get a movie recommendation too? But go ahead. Well, <laughs> I, I would say a lot of these, the movies that we did see, yeah. um, we, we definitely recommend Hell as yeah, well. For but sure. uh, definitely Maximum Overdrive. Um, if anything, take that away. Another, um, well, I guess a couple more. Uh, another Bond song. Um, Sam Smith did um, a James Bond song as well, and it's honestly my favorite from the, all the, the all all those Bond movies. I'm trying to get the name of it now because I just they just left me here. Um, Riding on the wall. That's the sort of writings on the wall uh, for the movie Spectre. Um, the movie's okay if you're a James Bond fan, you'll enjoy the song. But um, but uh, I of uh, the movie, I really enjoy the song um, again. Riding on the wall. Kind of similar to the vein of the Adele song, where it's just really, you know, piano ballad, you know, beautiful sounding. Um, and uh, another James Bond, uh, Billy Eilish obviously did one as well for the last James Bond movie. Um, let me get the name of the song because I just forgot it. Um, uh, sorry, I just forgot it. Not very good podcasting here on our part, but. You're here for a reason. I That's guess. right. That's um, right. No time to die. There you go. The same name with the movie. So I, bad on me. But again, I really enjoy the song. Kind of like all the same for the other Adele and Sam Smith versions. Um, and I have to include the newest one she did. What I was made for for Barbie. Um, like I said, definitely. I think from her, her this song means a lot to her. And I guess it's one of those movies, uh, songs for movies where. Um, I think we kind of prefaced our conversation where I guess we couldn't imagine writing a song for writing a song for a movie and try to get like influenced and make it personal. Um, evidently she did. And that's a great song. It's all over social media. So recommend that as well. Nice. Nice. I like that, man. So you have any more for us? Uh, no, that's it. I can't nice. really think of anything else. Dude, I this, so before we get into the finish of the show, this has been one of the more impressive things. I guess a little inside baseball here. I, I always feel like after a show that I've missed a lot, and maybe I'll feel that way, but I really felt like I had enough clarity to uh, to throw what I wanted to throw at you tonight. And then the things that I feel like I would have missed – uh, you threw at me and and reminded me again the Cornell and and some of the other stuff. Uh, so uh, I I think that uh, the theme here though is uh, check out some of these songs if you hadn't, and also some of these movies like Matthew yep. mentioned. You know, really good movies here. Uh, a lot of them. I've, I've not seen all of them, of course, but the ones we've mentioned that we've seen, um, I don't think there was a bad one in there. So, nope. um, dude, before we get into the you know the uh, recommendations and stuff, man, I do I laugh my tail off this week. So. Um, I, I grew up in an era outcast was a, a, a favorite of mine. Um, you know, really they kind of blurred the lines on rap, hip hop and pop and, uh, and just psychedelic uh, rock and, and, uh, but, uh, they, so, uh, Andre 3000, uh, you know, uh, three stacks, uh, whatever you want to call them, um, uh, Dunkerton, <laughs> whatever he's on uh, semi-pro, uh, forgot, but, um, he puts he it's well known for the last uh, month or so at least for me I know that he's putting out his first album uh, his his first music in 17 years and his first ever solo album uh, because he he came up in the 90s in a uh, Atlanta based uh, rap group called obviously Outkast him and Big Boy 
but it's going to be his first ever solo album and it's the first music he's put out in 17 years so uh like you'd imagine i was very excited as i know a lot of people were because this was a you know a trending thing online um I wake up Friday morning. It's already pre-downloaded uh, on my phone. I'm so excited for the drive to work. Uh, there's uh, 12 songs, I think, um, maybe 10, maybe 11. I can't remember what it is. Uh, actually, I've got it right here. What I'll keep guessing. Uh, there is eight songs, uh, but it's called New Blues, New Blue Sun. And uh, Matthew, the whole thing, every song's 12 to 13 minutes. It is all flute because he plays a flute. There's not a lyric on this. It's basically ambient music is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny about it is I wanted to be pissed because I've let down so much. But the like the for example, the first track uh, is uh, let, actually let me uh, do this real fast because I don't want to tell you wrong. Um, I want to give you the the right names of these songs. Um, okay. So let's see here. All right, here we go. New Blue Sun. First track on the album is called I Swear I Really Wanted to Make a Rap Album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. Um, The second one is the slang word pussy rolls off the tongue with far better ease than the proper word vagina. Do you agree? The third one is the that night in Hawaii when I turned I turned into a panther and started making these low register purring tones that I couldn't control. But I I, I digress. It goes on like that. Uh, but dude, it was all it, it sounded like uh, background music in a, a '80s cheesy movie. Um, but uh, I thought it was the funniest thing. He got me. He pulled it. He he he. It was funny. I know there's people probably pissed out there. Obviously, I wasn't pissed. I was kind of, it kind of went on. If you know the band, you know Andre 3000. He's very out there. He's a very different kind of cat. Um, and I'm sure it's something he had fun doing because, uh, you know, he's a very instrumental guy. But uh, but I thought it was funny, man. I thought it was a good thing. I thought, or I thought it was a funny thing. And uh, hopefully, I will get new music from him at some point. But it wasn't Friday, that's for sure. It ain't now. Um, yeah, kind of, you, you, you sent out, I think we talked about it last week or, or some, maybe some time ago. Sure. I haven't listened to it, so I was definitely not expecting <laughs> what you just said. Uh, I definitely saw it on YouTube though. And I was like, may should I listen to it? Yeah. And then I was like, I'll just do something else. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so I'm at the good del- use of your time. <laughs> yes. I may have to delve into that. Just, <laughs> it's uh, funny that at least experiment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so do you have a couple as well, or do you have anything else? Oh yeah, yeah, no, I do. I, so I want to I want to say this real fast. Uh, I've got a couple recommendations. I want to throw this one at you real fast because you mentioned it earlier. You mentioned Dolly Parton. Uh, Dolly Parton, excuse me. Dolly Parton has a new album out. It came out Friday. Uh, so apparently, what happened was a couple years ago, I think it was twenty twenty two. They uh, she got the call to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, Dolly like the great, you know, there's always great Dolly stories, and this is my favorite Dolly story. She turned it down because she didn't feel like she should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, I don't know if they've called her back. I think they just put her in or something. Anyways, she felt like if she's going to be in there, she needed to do rock music. So she's just uh, put out this past Friday a 30-track album of all – it's called Rockstar, and basically she does rock songs, and most of them with the people that – that actually did it. So she's covering these songs and a lot like she did every breath you take with sting open arms with Steve Perry. Uh, she's done. Um, I want you back with Steven Tyler. Of course she did purple rain. Couldn't do it with him. She did wrecking ball with Molly Cyrus, mm-hmm. um, heart of glass with Debbie Harry. She did a, a stairway to heaven with Lizzo. 
Uh, she did uh, We Are the Champions and We Will Rock You. And I cannot tell if there's uh, someone on there. I, it, the line doesn't go that far. But anyways, I digress. It got, she's got all these people. She's got Paul McCartney, Leonard Skinner, uh, the, as, as the, the moderation is today. Um, but, uh, I thought that was a cool thing, man. I thought a uh, kudos to her, uh, a lot of wherewithal to say, Hey, you know, I don't, I want to do something. If I'm going to be doing this, I want to feel like I deserve it. Um, uh, so I thought that was kind of cool, man, but I've got a couple more, but I'm gonna kick it over to you. See what you got for me. No, you can finish it out. Okay. All right. Did you hear about this album though? I did hear. I haven't listened to it. Okay. But uh, I do find that interesting because I did know that story. Yeah. I think they still inducted her, but um, yes. But this is her way of, I guess, like you, like you mentioned, making up for the yeah. She she's her, got a, her introduction, yeah. Induction to the to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. At least she she feels like she's uh she's she's earning it. Okay. So, uh, a pretty exciting week for me actually, as far as uh, discovering music. I found uh I found a band. Well, first of all, uh, Shenandoah. Uh, one hit wonder. I say one hit wonder. Don't fight me, anyone. Uh, they had a song in 1989 called Two Dozen Roses," country uh, song, and uh, I think they re-released it a few weeks ago. Um, and it sounds great. They still sound great. They didn't change anything. It's just you could tell. Obviously, it's newer and cleaner. They did. They had Luke Holmes in it uh, this time, which is uh, he's a good singer. Um, so it's fine. Um, but, uh, so check that out if you like the, the, the original and, uh, but anyways, I found this group from Australia. I sent to Matthew the other day. These guys are very, very interesting to me. Uh, it, the lead singer looks like Billy from stranger things, but, um, they are very backwoods, uh, Southern rock, uh, great sound. They're very, uh, they're very glam. They're very like uh, Southern rock. I mean, they, they've got a little bit of everything that I like and I am on their. I haven't heard a bad song yet from them. I'm so excited. I've been, I've probably six or seven songs deep and I've liked every song, uh, but they're called the Southern river band and they're from Australia. Um, I would say the two songs that jump out me, jump at me the most. I would tell you to go check out if uh, you've never heard them is second best and uh, are you up those are two that's just uh, stuck in my mind and they got pretty good videos too for the songs they have uh music videos for um so check them out and what do you got brother yep so um shout out um i know we did do a leap a couple weeks ago well two weeks in a row but uh yeah uh she really she released a new song and it's actually really good i really enjoy it called houdini um again dua lipa is very good cannot you know recommend it enough um and another another one um, is definitely uh, for those that are fans of Daft Punk. They released a drumless version of their last album, Random Access Memories. Um, really interesting. Uh, I, I think I uh, the songs that I enjoyed before, I still enjoy. They didn't often make it worse. Uh, it still sounds really good. And I end up liking a few of the songs better. Um, a song Beyond on the album, I, I didn't really care for it before, but I really enjoy it now. And Instant Crush, I just like it better now with mm-hmm. uh, without the drums, which is probably an interesting topic. I'd be interested maybe um, if any other artist would do something similar where they would, I don't know, do maybe, maybe well, I know a lot of al- artists, uh, artists have done acoustic stuff, like right. acoustic albums, but maybe like just because all they did, and I'm assuming this is all they did for a Daft Punk did, they just took the drums out of the song. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. They didn't do anything different. Um, the song still sounds the same without the drums. Uh, well, sounds different without the drums. But anyway, recommend that. Uh, if you're a fan, you'll enjoy it. And Joe, DJIO, Joe Curie from Stranger Things, 
He not a new album. Uh, he did do because I think last year with his album Decide, um, probably my favorite album of the year. I know we both really enjoyed it when we reviewed reviewed no it. He, uh, he released uh, he called it D sides, but he's like some B sides. Um, there's only two songs. These are more just instrumentals, not actually uh, any lyrics. But uh, you know they sound okay if you if you like that album. Um, I think you made a good choice of not releasing those on that mm. album. These are kind of these are different sounding, but um, check that out as well. Sweet man. Well, you got any uh, homework for us, Matthew? Um, so yeah, so we can uh, do it at random here. Um, and I, well, I think we've have we done Foo Fighters before? No, let's do it. So we'll do Foo Fighters then. You got it, folks. Uh, again, last week one of the biggest episodes we've had. I appreciate you guys listening. As always, it's uh, it's been awesome. Things growing. Uh, we'll have a great topic for you next week. We'll listen to Foo Fighters. We'll talk about it. Uh, so again, appreciate you guys for listening. As always, love you guys. Peace. See ya.